Welcome, everybody, to Dead Talk Live. I am your host, Viz, and welcome to the show. I want to take this minute. Uh, It's been a little bit over a week since we last spoke, and I got to apologize for that. It's just that October was insanely busy for us. I mean, it was just nonstop with the movie releases, the requests, all the interviews we did. So I needed a break. So I took the last week off, but I'm very happy and excited to be back with you guys. Now, I'm sure you're all wondering, you know, what the hell am I doing here alone? Normally, there's somebody next to me. I have a guest on the show, but nope. Today, we are kicking off uh, something new, non-interview shows to go along with our celebrity guest interviews as well. But we, on these solo shows, as I like to call them, we're going to be bringing you reviews, the latest entertainment headlines, uh all with your participation in the program. So we're just going to be going over everything, chatting amongst ourselves, and just kicking back. And I get to talk to you guys. You guys get to talk to me. So I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I think I'm very excited about it. Uh, Just a little notice about how this is all going to play out. For the rest of this of this year, these non-interview episodes are going to be free to everybody. But starting on January 1st, we are going to make them accessible to our subscribers only. Now, you can become a subscriber to us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, all for $2.99 a month. You will get these exclusives solo shows where we just kick back and talk all things entertainment. They are going to be with our celebrity guests after shows where we gather up and talk about the uh, interview that we just had, uh, movies, exclusive content, giveaways, everything for $2.99 a month. So if you're interested, you can subscribe, like I said, on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, and you get all the stuff I just mentioned. But the solo shows for the rest of the year are going to be available to everybody, so you guys can see what you might be interested in or might not be interested in. It's completely up to you, but why not, right? So anyway, I hope everybody's doing well. Uh, We have lots to talk about tonight. Uh, As you all know, this is live, streaming simultaneously on seven different social media platforms. I'm not going to name them all because, shoot, I probably can't remember them all anyways. Uh, So let's see what we have on our list here. Um, We are going to make this very viewer interactive. So I would like to encourage you guys, if you have any questions, if you just want to chime in on anything we're talking about, you can call in, okay? Here's the number right above me. If you're overseas, you can use Skype. Just open it up, look up Dead Talk Live, and you'll find us, and you can. it's a free Skype-to-Skype call. So if you want to chime in, call into the show, Talk to me, uh, talk about what, whatever it is we're talking about, 
Whatever's on your mind, please feel free to do so. I'm going to take the number down for now, but I'll bring it back up again in just a little bit. So, uh... For those of you that can't see me or on don't have video, the number is 718-509-9270. So please, I encourage you guys to chime in uh, with anything you want to talk about. So last month, we attended Comic-Con up in New York, which is always just a lot of fun. It was exhausting, but it was well worth it. Uh, I did put up a 30-minute video of uh, some of the highlights and exclusive interviews we got done at Comic-Con last month. It's available only on our YouTube channel. So if you're not on YouTube right now, go to YouTube, look up Dead Talk Live, and you will see it under the playlist Live Appearances and Conventions. We got to talk to... Uh, we got to attend panels... Uh, exclusive interviews with the cast of Showtime's new show, new vampire show called Let the Right One In, which premiered October 9th. We got to talk to the entire cast. So if you want to see what that's all about, check it out. It's a great new show. It premiered, like I said, October 9th and airing right now on Showtime. Uh, Lindsay is with us. She saw the video in Comic-Con. She says it was awesome. Thank you, Lindsay. Uh, so let's see, what else we got coming up? Uh, well, what we did in New York, uh, that Thursday, I arrived on Tuesday night. That Thursday, we were lucky enough to be invited to a special universal screening of Halloween Ends. So that was kind of cool. We got to see Halloween ends a week uh, or more before it hit the theaters. A nice small theater that you would pass it and not even know that that's where Universal Pictures held some of its screenings. So we watched Halloween ends, and we're going to talk about Halloween ends a little bit later on in the show. But I just got to tell you, you know, I enjoyed it. When I left the theater, I still enjoy it today. But like I said, we're going to break that down a little bit more later on. The following day, I got to talk with Andy Matichak, who plays Allison in the last three Halloween movies. She, if those of you who don't know, Allison is Laurie Strode's granddaughter, Jamie Lee Curtis's granddaughter in the film. One of the main stars in the last in the last three Halloween films, so that interview is up on all our social media platforms. So if you have not watched it yet, I highly encourage you to check it out. Me and uh, Andy had a great chat about the Halloween ends and the trilogy itself and how it was concluded. Now I know there's a lot of controversy out there in regards to this movie. And, uh, like I said, we're going to be breaking that down some more. Uh, we also got to mention Keith David, who was our guest twice in a month. The second time around was just a couple of weeks ago. He came on to promote his new Netflix series, uh, From Scratch, that is co-starring Zoe Saldana. 
I'm very happy that is now available on Netflix. And in, last time I checked, it was one of the top three shows currently airing on Netflix. So it's a really good show. So if you are looking for something to watch, I highly encourage you to check that out. Now, I started Dead Talk Live well over two and a half years ago now. And when I went live for the first time, it was nothing. I was just experimenting with something in the middle of the night. We've been very fortunate. And to date, I have interviewed over 300 celebrity uh, guests, from actors to filmmakers. How that all evolved for me just doing a stream one night, I, you know, it's been such a whirlwind, I can't even explain it to you. But, uh, you know, we're approaching three years of being live on the air now, and wow, it's taking a peek behind the entertainment curtain. To say I've had to take a crash course uh, in how this industry works would be a big understatement. But the purpose of these shows where we just get to talk with one another is I want to share with you guys some of the stuff that we've all learned here. You know, I came into this just a regular fan like you guys. I enjoyed movies. I'm a big horror fan, but I, I enjoy all movies, all television shows. And getting into this industry and finding out on our own basically there's no book there was really nobody leading us down the path but just trying to figure out how everything works who's who in the game has been an amazing experience on how entertainment in movies and television works and i just like to share it with you guys so you know as we go along with these solo shows I am going to be sharing information, you know, probably to the dismay of a lot of people in the entertainment industry, but I've got nothing that bad to say, trust me. It's just like any other industry, but with it with its own rules and, you know, unwritten rules, I should say. So, uh, a lot of it is going to come out in the conversations we have. Hopefully, it's going to come from questions that you guys have when you call in. Uh, and that's the whole point of us doing these shows where we don't have a celebrity guest. And we want to make this sort of a regular thing. We want to do at least one a week, maybe more, if the schedule allows it. So let's see how it goes. Now, before we continue, there is a movie out right now on Shudder that is called Deadstream. Uh, the only reason why I heard of this movie is I came across it in an article of recommended movies to watch this Halloween. So I watched this movie, Deadstream. Like I said, it's available on Shudder. It's a horror comedy. A uh, little brief synopsis. It's about a live streamer who is a self-professed coward. So what he does is he faces all his fears on this live stream. I mean, just doing some of the stupidest shit you can imagine. Uh, not unlike some real stuff that we see on YouTube and on social media today. 
But the one thing he has not done yet is spend the night in a haunted house. So you could sort of see where this is leading. This guy takes up the challenge and he stays in what he professes is one of the most haunted houses in the United States. Uh, just before we went live today, I got confirmation that the star of the movie, Joseph Winter, and the movie's co-writer, which is also his wife, Vanessa Winter, will be our guests uh, one day in the week of November 14th, which is like a little bit over a week away. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, it's very funny. It's scary. It has a little bit of everything. So I'm really looking forward to talking to Joseph and Vanessa. As always, go to our website, Dead Talk Live. Click on our guests to see all the confirmed guests that are coming up on our show. So, and also, all our episodes are archived on the website as well. So if you want to check out a prior interview or whatnot, again, it's deadtalklive.com. Go there, click on our guests to see all our upcoming and prior guests, see some featured episodes, meet the team, and a whole bunch of other stuff. So, now, with that out of the way, let's go back to Halloween ends. Now, like I said, let me bring up the phone number again so you guys can see. All right, there's the number. If you want to call into the show to talk about Halloween ends, please feel free to do so. The number is 718-509-9270. If you're in the United States, if you're outside the United States, all you got to do is use Skype. Look us up under Dead Talk Live, and it's a free Skype-to-Skype -Skype call. So, I... <laughs> I came across this article like last week sometime and I had to do a double take. Now, fans started a petition for Universal Pictures to reshoot Halloween Ends. I had to laugh. I'm sorry. You know, um, God bless the fans and all that. But let me show you the, um, the article, okay? So here's the article. Halloween Ends Petition Launched to Reshoot the Film Following Fan Complaints. Now, I got to tell you guys first off that when it comes to, you know, entertainment, 90% of any publicity geared towards the movie or television show, whether it's bad reviews, good reviews, is good publicity. Because um, it's going to get you to watch it, pretty much. And it's going to end up making the studio money. But, uh, I don't know, man. When I saw this headline, I really had to do a double take. Uh, Universal Pictures... I could only imagine what went through their minds when they got wind of this. So, a bunch of fans are not happy with Halloween ends. And that's putting it mildly. I enjoyed the film. 
okay? And I gotta make that very, very clear. I did not like Halloween Kills. The whole hospital, evil dies tonight, Michael, I mean, Tommy Doyle's character. I just did not enjoy Halloween Kills in the slightest bit. Halloween Ends had a much deeper story. Uh, the characters were more three-dimensional. I loved, you know, the introduction of the character Corey and what he brought to the movie. Uh, but yeah, Universal is not going to reshoot this movie. So, I mean, I applaud the fans for becoming involved and in starting this petition. But at the end of the day, all you're doing is, I mean, if your gripe is against the movie that bad, doing something like this that's going to capture sort of mainstream media attention is only going to make more money for Universal Pictures. Okay, a lot of people have signed this petition. Uh, Efren, who's one of our producers, says they have over over 15,000 signatures on it already. Want to welcome Harry Brady, who's joining us on YouTube. But anyway, Universal is not going to reshoot this film. It's just, it's not going to happen. But all public, most of all publicity is good publicity. Just the mere fact that this petition was launched and that 15,000 people signed it already and it's making the news, it's going to make more people who really were not even planning on watching Halloween Ends, it's going to make them watch the movie. And in the end, it's going to end up making Universal Pictures more money. So, whether you like the movie or don't like the movie, I mean, everyone has a right to their opinion. Like I said, I enjoyed the film. I thought it had a much deeper story. The characters were well developed. And after so many Halloween movies and Michael Myers having him come back and come back movie after movie, we know there's no way to traditionally kill this guy. And what Halloween Ends does is it sort of personifies the whole mythology of the shape, evil, and that you can't kill it. And in Halloween Ends, it shows how evil can take on different forms. Now, this is just a little bit of a spoiler alert here. I am going to reveal some spoilers in regards to Halloween Ends. And... The way that was done in Halloween Ends was with Corey sort of wanting or becoming Michael Myers. And Michael Myers, like what, during the first half of the film, let him live because there was that moment where he had him. Michael Myers could have very easily squeezed the life out of him. And they had that moment where they were looking into each other's eyes and Michael saw something in Corey, something that he recognized in himself and he let him live. And Corey brought him a victim. 
And he asked him, he asked Michael to show him how it's done, how he kills. I think that's where a lot of fans really did not like the film. And they didn't like the ending. But come on. If you're going to name a movie Halloween Ends, and you can't just do what's been done in the prior umpteen films, okay? You can't stab Michael. You can't throw him in front of a moving car and then have the credits roll. You know he's going to come back, all right? So my theory all these years was if you were going to truly eliminate Michael Myers... And I've said this to a lot of my friends is you cut them up into little pieces and you ship them to different parts of the world. All right. And Halloween ends. They did the next best thing. They they put him through a grinder and they grinded him up pretty good. So Michael Myers, unless he comes back in spirit form, is dead. You know? And the town of Haddonfield coming together to realize what it's going to take to rid themselves of this evil. How else would you guys have ended it? Okay. How else would you have ended Halloween ends and have everybody believe that, yeah, Michael Myers is truly dead. So anyway, enough about that. Uh, but I enjoyed the film. I thought it was much better than Halloween Kills. I think with these last three Halloween movies, what really got us spoiled was Halloween 2018, the first one. John Carpenter was very actively involved in that one. It was a fantastic film. And that just built up. It revitalized the Halloween franchise. From being these, for decades, from being these slash and hack Michael Meyer just kills movies. It revitalized the franchise. That's how good 2018 was. And then that really built up the expectations for Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. And then, of course, COVID hit. Everything got pushed back a year, which built up the anticipation even more. Halloween Kills comes out. Big disappointment for me. Halloween Ends, I enjoyed it. Not as much as 2018, but I enjoyed it. A lot of people did not. But, like I said, I think Halloween 2018 just spoiled us. And it really just revitalized the franchise and juiced us up for the other two movies to be just as, if not better. And that just did not happen. So, anyway. Let's go on to some news now. To see what's floating around in the headlines. Now, there we go. House of the Dragon. How many Game of Thrones fans do we have in here? Because I got to tell you, I'm a big Game of Thrones fan, but House of the Dragon, holy shit. 
I mean, what a brilliant, brilliant show. And to be able to talk to Graham McTavish last Tuesday, not this prior Tuesday, the one before, who plays Sir Harold Walterling, uh, Lord of the, the Kingsguard, in the show, and to get to hear some of the behind-the-scenes scoop and the motivations for his character. I love this show, okay? And as do a lot of people, because as you can see here, subscribers for HBO Max are up, uh, and I'm sure House of the Dragon has a lot to do with that. Um, I mean, I'm speechless. I don't know what else to say. I mean, Game of Thrones was an amazing show. But what I've heard a lot of different people say is what makes House of the Dragon that much better is that the characters are more relatable and they're, you know, they're more deeply developed, they're relatable. And that's what makes House of the Dragon better than Game of Thrones. Is it better than Game of Thrones? I'm still on the fence about that. I don't know if it is better or not. I do agree that the characters are a lot more interesting in House of the Dragon. I like how they did the format in the first season with the first five episodes showing a lot of the characters younger versions with different actors and then the final five episodes switching up the actors to play the same characters and their adult selves i think that was brilliant you know Uh, i was kind of hesitant and weary at first because we got really used to young Rhaenerys um and all the other characters uh, Alicent, uh, who became Queen Alicent. And then to see them grown up, to see Olivia Cook take over the role of um, Queen Alicent was phenomenal. I'm a big Olivia Cook fan, and it would be my dream to get her on this show one day just to talk with her. I've been a fan of Olivia Cook going back to the days or dates of her being on Bates Motel. She's a fantastic actress, and she's amazing as Queen Allison. And then, of course, Graham McTavish, who was our guest last week. So brilliant in his role as Sir Harold Westerling. And like I told him, I'm really excited that he got to live through the first season because they can take his character in so many different directions and make his character more prominent moving into season two and beyond. Now, for anybody expecting season two to come out in the next six to eight months, you're going to be disappointed. A show of this magnitude takes a long time to shoot post-production. So we're not going to see a season two of House of the Dragon until 2024. You know, it's not because they're trying to figure out whether to renew it or not or anything like that. It just takes a long time to put a show that is this complex together to go out and shoot another season. So, 
Um, I'm sure there's a lot of Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon fans out there. Sucks that we have to wait so long, but I'm sure the wait's going to be worth it. So let's see what else we got. All right. I know we definitely have some John Wick uh, fans out there. I don't know if you guys have heard or not, but there is a prequel that is coming out, and it's going to be streaming on Amazon internationally. So, the John Wick prequel series, which is called The Continental, will stream on Amazon outside the United States, Middle East, and Israel. It was previously announced that the Lionsgate-produced series will air on Peacock in the U.S., rather than stars as originally planned. The show does not yet have a premiere date, but it is expected to debut sometime in 2023, which is just around the corner because it's already November. Here's a story which is I just found amusing, or I, I wouldn't normally bring this up, but on the set of Denzel Washington's new movie, the caterers on set got busted in a cocaine bust. <laughs> I swear, you can't make this shit up. They did. The caterers on the set of Denzel's new movie, they got raided and they got busted for coke. Uh, there's apparently a cocaine problem on the set of the new Denzel Washington movie. Two caterers working on the set were arrested after cops in Italy say they seized a bunch of coke following a man's death. Italian paramilitary police say they seized 120 grams. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> I mean, 120 grams. Okay, and we're not talking about kilos or anything here. It's still a lot of coke. They seized 120 grams of coke during a Tuesday afternoon raid at a hotel on the Amalfi Coast near where Denzel and Dakota Fanning are filming The Equalizer 3. Man, that, that franchise has almost been forgotten about, but they're bringing it back, The Equalizer 3. So, I thought that was kind of funny. I wanted to share it with you guys. So... Let's see what else we got. For anybody that doesn't know, uh, Discovery, the Discovery Channel, bought out Warner Brothers. Now, when I first heard this news, God, it's been well over a year now. The deal is done. The merger is complete. Um, you would think it would be the other way around with Warner Brothers buying out Discovery. But no, Discovery uh, bought out Warner Brothers, Warner Media. It has control of, like, pretty much the whole DC universe now. But they are going to be combining their streaming services. Um, Warner Brothers' big streaming service is, of course, HBO Max. Discovery is Discovery Plus. They are going to be combining them. So what this basically talks about, and this has been one of the biggest stories today is, of course, the price is going to go up, which sucks for us as the consumer. Uh, by the time HBO Max debuts next spring as a fortified offering encompassing Discovery Plus, 
it will have gone three years without any adjustment to its price or ad experience on the cheaper subscription tier. Get ready for that to change with Warner Brothers Discovery Streaming and Game CEO JB Paratech indicating prices will head north and the ad load could potentially double from its current level. So if you are subscribed to the cheaper ad-based HBO Max, expect to see more ads. If you're a part of the no ads and pay the higher price, expect the price to go up. With a $15 monthly price point since its launch in May of 2020, HBO Max has remained stable as rival services have gone up. Though discounts have periodically been dangled for consumers, in June 2021, HBO Max with ads, a $10 a month version with advertising made its debut, in reporting lackluster third quarter results today, Warner Brothers Discovery said the combined direct-to-consumer subscriber base across HBO, HBO Max, and Discovery Plus, which has been live since January of 2021, has reached 94.9 million subscribers. Not bad, I would say. But with all these studios making originals, it's not just put the content out there that other, you know, studios make films. HBO being, I mean, Warner Brothers not only being production, it's also a distributor. It costs money. So, in order to keep bringing these original shows and movies, they have to raise the costs. At some point, this is going to have to come to a head. Because we have so many subscription services out there, too many to name, and everybody's trying to angle for a piece of the pie. We've already started seeing mergers happen. They are going to continue to happen. I think by the time the streaming wars are all said and done with, we may have three to five big-time streaming players left on the scene which I don't know what that means for us, but it's expensive. So I'm personally sick about hearing about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, but this was also kind of amusing. Johnny Depp won the lawsuit against Amber Heard. We all know that by now, unless you're living under a rock. But he doesn't want to have to pay her that one little small victory that she got where the jury awarded her $2 million for defamation. So he doesn't want to have pay her the $2 million, even though he was awarded like $110 million. I might be off on that number, but... Uh, this just goes to show you how damn spiteful they are towards each other, you know? He doesn't want to give her another red cent. And he's taking her back to court to appeal 
the defamation. So, if you're still interested in what's going on between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, oh, efforts, okay, he was awarded $10 million. Okay, so even though he got awarded $10 million, she got awarded $2 million, he does not want to pay her, her $2 million. And after the verdict, I think we all saw and heard how she went on every uh, every media outlet that would listen to her, basically crying her eyes out on how she cannot afford to pay him the ten million dollars. Well, that's that's life. It sucks. So anyway, so let's move on to our reviews. We already talked about Halloween ends. Let's talk about Barbarian. All right, and um, we have a review out there. Let me bring it up here. Give me a second. We have uh, on our Dead Talk News website, and for those of you that don't know, Dead Talk News is our internet print entertainment news site. So if you haven't checked that out, please do. It's doing really, really well. Um, and you can find it at deadtalknews.com. We have reviews, latest entertainment news, predominantly around the horror genre. Uh, Barbarian is a new film that came out recently. Um, and I watched it like uh, last week. Interesting film. Uh, the primary reason that I watched it is the acclaim. It has gotten from critics and fans from all over the place. Uh, so I had to check it out. And it's a good film. It really is. Some of the things I was not too particularly keen about is the reverse chronology storytelling. Where it starts off in the present day. I would call that, you know, act one of the movie. Act 2 takes us to Justin Long's character, who, you know, I don't want to give any spoilers away, but Justin Long's character in the movie, yeah, he is intentionally put in there as a character that you're not meant to like. Uh, he's out in Los Angeles, okay? The film is taking place in Michigan. But anyway... Through a series of events, he's like a director out in Los Angeles. He owns this property in Michigan. He's about to be bankrupt. So he flies back to Michigan to try to sell off some of his Michigan properties. Why Michigan? Because that's where he's originally from. So he goes to Michigan and he goes to his house which he is renting out as an Airbnb. Now, what had happened before that in Act 1 is these two people that you see in the picture rented out the Airbnb because the company that rents it out screwed up and it gave them the same house on the same dates. So, here shows up this girl to check into who her rented house, and some dude is already there. 
So it's a it starts out as a really awkward situation, and like I said, I don't want to give any spoilers away. But we move into Act Three, and that's where it gets really, really weird. When you watch this film, when you read the synopsis to Barbarian, it's gonna throw you off. You're gonna think this person is the bad guy. Uh, but it really gets all twisted and turned as you go through the film. I didn't absolutely love it. I definitely didn't hate it. I enjoyed it. Uh, just that whole reverse chronology, storytelling, the way the story was told, I just wasn't really too keen on that. But I do recommend if you guys have some time on your hands to check it out. Um, it is great writing. Uh, the characters are very intriguing, and you can find it on HBO Max. God, I hope I didn't screw that up. It should. It is on a. It's on HBO Max. I'm pretty sure it's on HBO Max. It just came out a few weeks ago on HBO Max. So if you're looking for something to watch, uh, check out Barbarian. It's definitely worth your time, and let us know what you think about it. So. Now, the final movie that we're going to go over tonight is, well, Hellraiser. And let me first off, starting by telling you that when I found out that they were remaking Hellraiser, I'm like, oh, man. Because the original, which is done by Clive Barker, who is the most brilliant author with a deranged twisted mind when it comes to horror i've had the pleasure of listening to him <coughs> excuse me i've had the pleasure of listening to him speak uh back in the day when he was doing the convention circuit and he looks like a normal guy but when you get to hear him explain how he comes up with some of his stories, it's like this. his brain is this big dark hole with this really sick and twisted shit. I mean, for anybody that has seen the original Hellraiser, you know what I'm talking about. So anyway, when I found out they were remaking Hellraiser, I'm like, this thing is not even going to come close to what Clive Barker was able to create back in the day. Because the first Hellraiser is just so disturbing, and yet so good. So I watched it, I watched the new Hellraiser, and this is very hard to do because they share the same title, and it is a remake of Hellraiser. Uh... But if you sort of don't compare it, try not to compare it to the original, you'll enjoy it. I mean, it's not great, not absolutely horrible either. But if you compare it to the original and you expect for them to match what was done in the original, you're going to be disappointed because you just can't, you can't match that. You can't redo that the way it was done back then. But again, I 
I'm not going to tell you not to watch this. It's it's definitely worth checking out if you are a Hellraiser fan. God knows how many sequels came out after the original. Uh, Pinhead, Doug Bradley, who played the original Pinhead. So definitely check this out. Anyway, guys, as you can tell, I'm losing my voice. It's been a while where I've done a solo show where I've done all the talking. So this is just our first episode of our non-interview episodes that we are going to be running. We're going to try to run at least one a week uh, where we get to chat. I get to have you guys get to see what's on your mind and to hear from you. For the next two months through the end of the year, these non-interview shows are going to be available to everybody live simultaneously on our seven different social media platforms. Starting in the beginning of January, they are going to be for our subscribers only. If you're interested in subscribing to us, you can get all our information by visiting us on any one of our seven socials, which include Instagram, uh, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, but more importantly, go to our website. Go to deadtalklive.com. Look at our prior guests. If you click on any prior guest picture, it will bring you straight to their interview with us. Uh, see all the other great stuff we have on our website. Check out Dead Talk News, which is where this article that's on the screen is from right now. And we would love for you guys to sub subscribe. Join our family. We're going to be having, uh, after live guest interviews, we're going to be having exclusive after talk live shows where you and I just get to talk about the interview, the show, the movies that we just discussed with our guest. Uh, you guys are going to get exclusive Zoom access that is going to include some of our guests. So a lot of good stuff, all for $2.99 a month. So check it out. And if you're interested, you could sign up on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. As with any, you know, I love Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, but we're a television show. And if you guys, you guys all know, if you're watching video, the best place to do it is on YouTube. It's because it's a video service. So if you're going to subscribe, I mean, you could do it on Instagram, Facebook, you get the exact same stuff. But personally, I would do it on YouTube because it's a video service and we're a video show. So check it out. Anyway, guys, thank you so much. Like I said, keep tabs on our upcoming guest list on our website. Again, deadtalklive.com. We'll be coming back at you again starting next week with some interviews and another live show where we get to chat. Until then, stay safe. Stay walking. Good night, everybody.